Welcome to the Healthy Perspective Podcast with your host, chiropractor, entrepreneur, mentor, and author, Dr. Chris Bowman. He'll break down and extract the secret sauce behind his own success and the success of some of the top leaders in every category and from around the world. Get ready for your weekly mental adjustment because shift is going to happen. What's up, everyone? Thank you so much for joining us on the Healthy Perspective podcast. Today, we have the privilege of having Amanda Fritcher on our um, on today. She is a purpose-driven business owner who serves her community and is always looking for the next way to maximize others around her. When we build up others up, we are all winning, which I love. Um, Amanda's in my hometown, and so I get the opportunity to see all the things that she's doing. She's doing when she just had a gym. Now I think there's a gym and a coffee shop and a networking and a, so I'm super excited to get in the head of Amanda and figure out what the heck keeps her driving to keep going. Um, so Amanda, thank you so much for joining us. Of course, absolutely. Yeah, you know, my whole life, I always wanted to help people from the time I was a little girl um, in school growing up. My mom would get really frustrated with me because I didn't come from a wealthy family. You know, we struggled, rolled pennies when we were kids and but I never felt that because I had so much love in my house. It didn't matter, but I always gave away my clothes and my lunch boxes and everything I had from the time I was like five years old. And I'd come home with no clothes and no food. And it kind of started like just, it was almost like it was biological or something. Like I wasn't even in control of that decision. I was already being used for something else in my future. Wow. Yeah. That's super cool. And ultimately what it comes down to is the abundance mindset. Like if you need this, somehow I'll get back whatever I give to you. So I'm not worried about holding on to it with my life, you know? Well, and it's interesting. So I obviously, I used to study laws, going to school to be a lawyer. And once I got into the field, I didn't like it. I wasn't serving something that made me happy. I couldn't fulfill anything for anybody around me in my life because it was taking all of me and when I was 25 years old I called my dad on my way home and I said dad I don't want to be a lawyer I'm going to be a personal trainer and I thought he was going to kill me because obviously my dad former master sergeant marine corps you know vice president of Wells Fargo for the region ended up as a very successful person thought he was going to kill me but he didn't so the short version of the story is he said um, I think that's the best decision that you could make. I know my daughter and she's going to thrive in that setting. And within a year of being a trainer, I had like 41 clients. So I was already helping them. And I actually didn't become a trainer for the physical part. I actually don't care about working people out to be fully transparent with you. And I didn't realize that until I got deeper into it. It was more about the spiritual growth in each and individual person. Mm. Then a year after I became a trainer, I created a business plan and made an offer to the guy who was the building owner and he gave me the gym on the spot. And then a year after renting it, I basically got a phone call from him and said, would you like to buy your first commercial real estate? And, you know, being young, terrified, I was like, yeah, let's do this. You know, whatever. Here's all I got, you know, and I did it. And I will tell you the reason for me to have always had that confidence to be the risk taker was my dad. And growing up, he always said like, you can do whatever you want. You can conquer the world. Like don't be too small. Like he was just always in my head every day. Like 
basically, you know, take no shit from anyone, like the world's yours. So from the time I was a little girl, I just really believed that. And so I just kept going. And once I realized personal training wasn't enough because you get capped out, you can't help any more people in personal training. Then I met my amazing husband who also is a purpose-driven human being, Mm -hmm. the kindest human being I've ever met. Mm-hmm. he came into the picture and knew everything about a gym thank god <laughs> because i had no idea about a gym to be honest uh-huh. with you. and we launched our group training program and then we were able to help more people my dad was diagnosed with parkinson's and so like any family member i freaked out and tried to stuff vitamins down his throat and whatever you know cbd yeah. head, right. whatever yeah, um, trying to find a cure. And we over me and my mom actually found Rock City Boxing. Rock City Boxing is the soul of West Coast Training Center. Mm-hmm. It is a program where people with Parkinson's come and fight back against the disease, and the results are tremendous. So wow. then that business was not a business. I actually didn't start that to be something, and it ended up being our most consistent, most profitable business we started. They never wow. canceled. Their cards never decline and they never miss an appointment. Wow. Literally, I'm telling you, they're the most inspirational, humbling group of people I've ever been around. That's awesome. So then once Rocksteady was up and running, I realized, okay, I don't have any more hours. Like, how am I supposed to help more people? That's when I started Purposeful Clothing. Purposeful Clothing is my clothing line where I donate all the proceeds into a person I don't like to donate to nonprofits. I'd rather give to the direct person yeah. because I'm not using it for the tax write-off. I'm using it because I genuinely want to help that person. Right. So I help the exact person with that, that whole company. Right. And then during COVID-19, um, we were mandated to shut down my one whole part of my entire soul, which was my gym. Uh-huh. And, you know, our community and purpose was stripped from us. So we started homebodyfit.life which was our virtual online platform. And we got that up in two days to take care of our entire gym. And honestly, with the biggest like humility I've ever experienced in my life, we didn't lose any members the whole time. And it got even crazier that year. That made me knew that I was doing the right thing every day because all the nonprofits or the, the Rose again foundation specifically, I'll give them a huge shout out. Um, they wanted to donate back to us and uh-huh. help us. Wow. Throughout that time frame. And it was just, you know, so humbling to have that. Right. And then Rocksteady didn't come for like six or seven months and uh, they still paid. They still paid every day. Uh, called us to check on us. Like seriously, the sweetest like senior uh, you'll ever meet. And then obviously after homebodyfit.life, um, I started a coaching business, which is called a better you mentorship. Um, because I wanted to be able to help other businesses, um, mindset on a deeper level, but also how to run and operate your company with purpose. Mm, Because I like, and I'm sure, you know, most people have a misunderstanding that you can make money with your purpose. And I think that I was confused with that for a long time because I used to give free memberships away every day. Um, but ultimately like our purpose is lucky enough to be my career. Right. so that was what I wanted to help business owners kind of establish on a deeper level. Good. Yep. And then after Better You Mentorship, my girlfriend, uh, Marissa Tour, obviously with It's Peachy, 
Um, we launched Cultivate and Conquer, which is a in-person local business marketing, but purpose driven. But also we just launched our virtual platform as well. So we do webinars monthly. So that is where my heart and soul is right now in my career, because I want to be able to help businesses. And over the last year, one of our local businesses, I helped their $2,400 a month income get to 16,500 within 90 days of my program and it was rad and I knew that that's where I needed to be and you know and it's such a humbling thing because it's not that I'm a genius business owner I just love people and I feel like that's the most important thing in business so that's what keeps me going it's truly just the fact that life is beautiful and we got to keep going every day to see how many people we could touch because especially right now especially right now like everybody's sitting on their hands right now like frozen and it's all fair to everybody but i want everyone to know to have hope still and it's okay somehow um but we have to continue to bring hope back into our culture and that's what i'm fighting for right now and that's what cultivate and conquer is on a bigger picture is People who are willing to change the world, whether it's the right or wrong thing for everyone, it's our goal to bring hope into our community and nationwide. It's amazing. I love that. And then you have a coffee shop too, just no big deal. Oh yeah. Crack house coffee. (laughs) I forgot about that. We, um, I mean, easy to forget in the midst of five (laughs) other business. I know. Um, what's funny is my first job ever was at a coffee shop and I absolutely loved it. There was this um, Hawaiian man who would come and play the ukulele every Saturday morning. And just the community around it was beautiful. And so we started Crack House Coffee, which so many people ask, okay, where'd you get that name? And, you know, and so when you come to a gym, you, a lot of people take pre-workout or, you know, something to get them stimulated. So we wanted to call it like, it's your crack before your workout. Um, and our business model with that will be coming out shortly. Um, but it's going to be a little bit different than you've seen before. So stay tuned for crack house's future. It's going to be super exciting. I wouldn't expect anything different. Yes. (laughs) It's fun. I feel like starting businesses is so fun. I, I can tell. Yeah. And once you do one though, like the foundation for every other one is the same. Yeah. It's just a different industry you have to study. Right. Yeah. And I love that. I love that there's no fear. You know, it's like so many people start one thing. It's like, all right, I'm going to take care of this one thing that I have going well and keep my blinders on to any other opportunities. You know, when you're like, oh, that looks fun. Let's do it. Oh, that looks fun. Let's do it. (laughs) Well, and I feel like too, like I'm an entrepreneur. Like I don't get paid by a a boss or anybody. So for me, like as you, you know, a couple of things on my mind all the time is I like to have multiple streams of income in case one doesn't work out. You never know where the world's going. Last year taught us that real quick. My sole income was stripped, you know, and lucky for us, we didn't lose anything. Ultimately, we could have. We could have lost everything. A lot of people did. Right, exactly. And so the community, so then I had to get more creative, like thinking outside the box. And again, my dad, the very first day we locked up the gym, I called him and just like cried. I was like, oh my God, we're going to lose everything, dad. Like, Everything I've built, I don't know what to do. And my dad, being my father, says, that's not the daughter I raised. Get your shit together. Go out and find an opportunity. And I'm like, 
Oh, and then of course he educated me on the Great Depression and most millionaires in culture came out of the Great Depression. So, you know, it's all about your mindset. And as much as that was the worst year, I discovered so much about myself and my identity without my businesses, which was the hardest thing I would say ever. Because like, who is Amanda without her businesses and the powerhouse psychopath? Right, right. So with that process, I discovered that, but then, you know, we created multiple different opportunities and I would say that relationships grew a lot closer as well. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, that's why, you know, I I I remember the stats exactly. I think last year, 2020 alone, there was like 86 new billionaires. Quarter two of 2021, 125. Right. So opportunities are there money is just changing hands it doesn't disappear but that's so important to recognize like my identity doesn't have to stick with what my income says or what my business does like who I, you know and, and what an opportunity to learn that without losing anything you know because yeah. a lot of people like I talk about my 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 book I mean even my story so prior to 2020 the fall of 2019 I was down to my last $300 in my bank account yeah I was very divorced from my identity being (laughs) centered around how much I have because I didn't have anything, you know, but then having that moment freed me up to where now I drive my dream car. We have a farm. I have other chiropractors working with me. Like, you know, now it's like this life, just two years, like nothing really changed other than what happens up here when you identify as a bunch of other things. I fully relate to you on that because I mean, when I first took over my business, my first year, I made $12. Like nobody understands. Like I, I didn't lose money. I was proud. I, right. I did it all, all by myself, you know, and I just, I knew I wasn't going to let it go. I was going to work 120 hours a week a day. It didn't yep. matter to me. I wasn't going to lose. That's just right. my mindset. Yep. Like I had to reprogram it. There was two big influencers for me. And one was the guy who sold me the building. Um, he basically was just like, um, the reason he gave me the gym is because he saw my purpose. And he's like, you know, he's a man in his late sixties and had four daughters. And he was like, man, I just don't see kids like you. Mm. I'll do whatever it is to help support you. Awesome. Well, then there's another guy. His name's King Armantani. Sorry, King. I can never say your name right. If he hears this, um, he's a philanthropist in San Diego and I'll never forget this story, dude, because this is what I, why I knew I was going the right direction. And this was the most life-changing, mind-altering, I don't even know any more words to describe it situation, but um, it was my second year in business and it was a struggle. I mean, we needed an AED machine. I needed handicap accessibility everywhere. I needed new mm-hmm. floor. I needed so much stuff that I could not afford. Mm-hmm. And you know, what happened was I was at my friend's wedding and some very, very, very interesting gentleman was sitting next to me. And I just was uncomfortable with him at first, right? Cause he's like, Hey, you know, I heard what you do. My boss, you're going to need to meet my boss. And I was like, um, I'm, I don't know who your boss is, but cool. Thanks. You know? Well, anyway, he got my phone number from the girl whose wedding I was at. And he called me and texted me probably for six months. Before I was like, okay, who's your boss? You know, for me, it was just weird. Yeah. And he's like, you have to meet him. He wants to meet you. I'm like, okay. 
So I finally gave in. I'm like, okay, I looked him up on the internet. His name's King and he's a philanthropist and he like graduated law school at like 11 years old. The guy's a genius. My word. Yes. So short version, I went down to go meet the guy and I thought a little bit I might die because I walked up to his law firm and it's surrounded by black gates with crosses around it. So I shared my location with multiple people just in case. And then when I walked in, you know, I'd like buzz myself in, his people came and got me and they're like, oh, are you here for a case? I'm all, no, King invited me here, you know, I don't know. And I'm in my gym clothes, you know, backwards hat, I'm not dressed nice. (laughs) And as I walk in, the whole place is gold. Like everything's gold and beautiful. My gosh. And then they started giving me water and like all these different things and were so nice to me. Yeah. And then they took me to this back room and I sat in like a palace chair, like a uh-huh. king chair. Right. So yes, one of those ones <laughs> you see like at medieval times, right? So way bigger and gold. And then this giant man walks out in a royal blue suit with a yellow tie, the biggest smile in the world. And he's like, people who do God's work deserve a hand in life. And you do God's work. And I just looked at him like, what? Yeah, where am I? Yeah, where am I? First off, I'm at a law firm. He's actually a lawyer. So short version, he sits me down and says, what is it that you need right now? And I'm like, nothing. I don't need anything. What are you talking about? I'm fine. Short version, he goes, no, you need something right now. And I just, I couldn't answer the question because I'm a giver. I'm not a receiver. Right. Short version is he ended up giving us a check um and bought us all new flooring an aed machine and then he bought me everything t-shirts swag water bottles protein shakers gym bags everything and i just sat there like in tears like i didn't happen to me it's whatever you could think of like custom pens like the guy's genius at marketing by the way but so short version of all that whole story is that relationship still exists to this day and I adore him, but he also asked me where my heart was in something to give back to. Mm. And so that same year we, we raised a lot of money for the Rose again foundation together through a Christmas party. And he had bought like porta potties, like some nice porta potties for the event. Gold plated, um, of course. What'd you say? Gold plated. Yeah, pretty much. You know, he did show up in his gold Rolls Royce. So, yeah. Um, and it was funny. You don't see a Rolls Royce in Temecula very often, right? So everybody's like, that? well, that same event, um, mayor at the time, Matt Ron had come to the event. Um, the athletic director at, oh my gosh, John, don't kill me. I think it's Mesa, John mm-hmm. Richard, um, who also came and was a guest speaker that day. But we raised a bunch of money for foster kids that year and, it was just really special. And I tell people, like, honestly, just keep your mind focused on the people. Right. That's it. That's all you can do. Yeah. So this is interesting because usually this type of conviction and purpose comes from, you know, I was neglected as a kid. I was abused. I was like, you know what I mean? And so now you're kind of like giving back to those, you know, it's like, I don't want, you know, this 17 year old to have to deal with what I went through. But what it seems like to me is like 
there's just something in me that has always wanted to give. No, Even if I have everything that I need, it's just like a go, you know? And so I, I don't know if you've contemplated this question or not, and I'm sorry I didn't give you time to prep. You don't seem like you would have prepped anyway. No, I never prepped. <laughs> you know, I've never prepared a speech in my life. What, what is it about humanity different from a dog or a cat or a horses or, you know, something like that, that this passion for, you know, leveling up and, 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 and helping people bring, you know, purpose. And, you know, like what, what is it about this, you know, this, this person, these other creatures that very few of them actually do anything for you that makes you want to, to give back? Like, what do you see in humanity? What, what do you see that a lot of other people don't when they see human like face to face? It's so fascinating. Um, I don't think anyone's ever asked me that question and I love it. Um, I would have to say for me, I was raised with so much love and so much like confidence. My parents just embedded it in me. But what I've realized as I've grown up and my husband being one of my bigger motivators in that situation um, is that not everybody got that. And not everybody was able to understand what that deep level of acceptance felt like. I've never been in anywhere in my life where I've questioned my acceptance. Mm -hmm. And when I've seen children year after year, a young adult, now adults, now senior citizens, I mean, they go and they never had anybody that just was in their corner. And like, to me, that's what my whole purpose is. It's like, I don't even need a thank you from them. I just want to see them succeed. And for me, it's like, I was just like, it's an innate thing. I can't even explain it. And it's like, I'm being used from a higher power, you know? And that's what I tell people. I don't make these decisions. I've never made these decisions. I've never made the decision to help people or to have a foster baby. I want to sponsor because it just, it happens. I, I, it's the weirdest thing to describe yeah. to people. I'm just being pulled there. I have no control. Yeah. And that's the most beautiful thing. But another one of my bigger motivators to find this part of myself was Dr. Kasoni, who's a local Chinese medicine mm-hmm. doctor. Um, I went to see him in 2017 and I had just gone through a pretty, uh, I went through a divorce. I lost a lot of things in my life. Um, and I was struggling. That was my year of change, you know, ultimately, but I was just a disaster emotionally. And that's the same year I bought my building and my gym and all of this stressors in my life. And my first session I met with the guy, I was so offended because he goes, Oh, you just need to get the hell over yourself. (laughs) I'm all, what kind of doctor are you? Right. But that's all I needed to hear. Right. He was so right. Like that's yeah. not what life is about because the more you focus on your insecurities or your demons or your depression right. or the things you can't do well, why don't you focus on all the things that you can do well? Why don't you focus on your strengths and oh, focus on what your hands can fix rather than what you're not capable of? Yeah. And honestly, I've never looked back. Awesome. I've never looked back. You know, I never, and even bringing that into my infertility story, you know, that was another one of those big break. That's a personal thing. That was a, it broke me bad. But again, if I didn't have that mindset, I probably wouldn't have made it through it and then have a miracle baby today. Because again, you will be blessed if you do good. And that, that is truly what I believe. But 
like you said, it's just, I, I, there's no way to describe it. It's yeah. so much bigger than me. I can't even. Good. I think you just summed up, you know, the, the abundance mindset all in one, where it's like, we go through life scared of what we can lose. And then actually trying, rather than actually trying to pursue what we can do, Absolutely. what we can have, what we can make, you know, like so many people think my wrap up their identity and what they don't have and what they can't do rather than creating an identity by what you do and what you do create, you know? And, so, on, a lot of, and on a lot of people's defense, like society doesn't make that easy. Like society no. destroys you on, like, it's, it's kind of a sick culture we live in. If you think no. about it, you know, years ago, you know, in a lot of our presidential inauguration speeches, they would say, what can you do for your country? Yeah. You know, what can you do for the people? Yeah. And that used to be our culture. And right. now it's nothing like that. Right. And right now, more than ever, it's about what I can do for the people, at least in my realm, in my world. Mm. Because I truly and, and authentically believe if I can change one person's life, that person can now change two people's life. Right. And then the change just grows and gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's really all you can do. If I can control that person's life or help them get better, then they can help more people. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you the one thing I love the most about what I do is the feedback when they say, Oh my God, I can't believe that I did this today. Right. I cannot believe it, Amanda. How, how did you know I could do this? Yeah. You know, and I've always told people, go ask the people who work for me, right. what their experience is working for me. Go ask like their story and where they came from and who they are now because they're purpose-driven, amazing individuals who have their own niche and element in life. Yeah. All I had to do was pull it out of them. And yeah. that's what I love to do for people. Yeah. You know, as you were talking, and, and then we can kind of wrap it up after this. So I, so I asked you, you know, like, what is it about humanity that makes you so, like, drawn to, like, help, you know? And I think you just answered it because when you see a human, you don't see what's there, you see what could be. Mm -hmm. And you love them too much to let them stay as they are. Absolutely. Knowing how great and how big of a person they can be if they had just the advice, if they had just that encouragement, if they had just the support. Absolutely, it's that simple. It's literally that simple. And that's what people who are searching for a purpose or something bigger to discover for themselves. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you cut out just a little bit. Sorry. You a little bit. You're you're kind of frozen. <laughs> oh no, you're kind of frozen too. But I can still hear you. So we'll wrap it up while we're winning with the audio game. Uh, but how do you want people to connect with you? Where do you want? How can people follow your journey? Um, just go onto my personal Instagram at Amanda Fritcher, and if they have any other questions um, about any of my other businesses, I can just direct them down to those. Perfect. All right, Amanda. This is so much fun. I look yes. forward to seeing you in person again too. Congratulations on this little baby. Thank you. Uh, look forward to watching your journey continue to explode. Same with you. Have a wonderful day. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Healthy Perspective Podcast. To connect with Dr. Bowman, follow him on Instagram at Dr. Chris Bowman. Until next time, make shift happen.